Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in the First Love Church, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Upon you. Behold the darkness shall cover the earth. And gross darkness cover the people, but the Lord shall
blessed assurance that Jesus is our Savior and our Lord. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for the forgiveness of our sins and our mistakes. Thank you for accepting us, Lord, and including us. Thank you, Father, for another beautiful Tuesday night in your holy presence. Let your will be done amongst us. Let your perfect will be done amongst us, Lord. Thank you for your great grace that has found us today. I give you thanks. I give you praise. I give you all the glory. May your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Take your seats. your seats and um, let's hear the word of God for today. Are you ready for the word of God? So I think you would want to turn your Bible, your Bible. Do you have a Bible? Um, I believe we would like to turn our Bibles to 
Uh, do you have a Bible? Are you ready to turn it somewhere? Uh, where would you like to turn it to? John. Did somebody say John? Why John? What's in John? Um, turn your Bibles to... You need to turn somewhere. Isn't it? Okay, I'll tell you where to turn to in a second. Turn your Bible to... Yes. Turn it to Second Kings. <laughs> Second Kings. Not John, Second Kings. I don't know what revelation you have from John. You can share it with your friend on your way home. But I want Second Kings. Second Kings chapter 2. And uh, the Bible says that, and it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha, hallelujah, from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yeah. I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee so they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets that were at Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yeah, I know it. Hold ye your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry. I pray thee here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. Wow. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. Are you following? And 50 men of the sons of the prophets, verse 7, are you with me in verse 7? Went and stood to view afar off, and they stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it up together 
and smote the waters, and they divided hither and thither, so that they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon him, upon me. Okay? Verse 10. Are you still here? Are you also in verse 10? Verse 10, and he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, which was a great blessing because he needed to see it. If he had covered his eyes or turned away or buried his face, he wouldn't have seen it. He did it to see it. So the Bible says that, and Elisha saw it. Which verse are we on? Verse 12. And Elisha saw it, and there he cried, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. It's like he's describing what he could see. I don't know whether he felt like he needed to say it so that they, will, they will see that, so heaven will record that he has actually seen it. So he said, I can see the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? Are you here or you're you're departing? Okay. And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither. And Elisha went over. And when the sons of the prophets, which were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. There are some people who are always running commentary. They understand everything. They understand everything. Everything. They understand everything. Even before you start preaching, they know what you're going to preach about. But they, but they don't have what Elisha had. Neither do they have what Elijah had. But they know everything. I mean, they understand everything. They can explain, they can explain everything to you. When you start, when you say 2 Kings chapter 2, verse, they'll even say verse 9 before you even start reading. They know everything. 
Can you see that these guys knew everything before they crossed? They said, do you know what is going to happen today? They are into the prophetic. Advanced people. Advanced people in the, in the moves and the waves of the city. They've been around for a long time. So they know everything. They can help. They, they could have helped Elisha. That this is what is happening today. They helped. So even when they saw Elisha crossing the sea and coming on dry land, it's like they can explain to Elisha what is happening to him. So they said, the spirit of Elijah doth rest upon Elisha. It's like, Elisha, you have caught the spirit of Elijah. The way you preach, the way you move, the way you talk, the things that are happening in your ministry. Do you know that what is, you see, they have, they have the theories. They have the theories. They have the principles. They have the laws. They have the statutes. They have the steps. But what they are not aware of is that they don't have what Elisha has. They can explain, they can explain to Elisha what he has. Ah, they can explain to him that what you have and what you are doing is because the spirit of Elijah. And they will explain to you that when we say the spirit of the Elijah, what we mean is that the anointing that Elijah carries, now you are carrying it. Meanwhile, they are not there. They were not there for the private discussion. They don't even know what Elisha had asked for. They don't know that Elisha has actually asked for it. Now, as he is coming back, they are there, sons of the prophets, which were to view. <laughs> they know everything. Have you met people who know everything before? There are people who know everything. They know everything. They, they know everything. They, under, they understand everything. Everything. When you start, Second Kings chapter, they know, okay, this is where we are going. When you start one, two, they'll help you. They'll see you off. They are to view. They'll see you off to the points. They'll back you, support you. Yet, they are not anointed. They are in a school. They are in a school. They are writing notes. Note takers. Note writers. Headline readers. But the real thing at stake, they don't have it. <laughs> it, it it's marvelous. It's really fantastic. Is it, is it not fantastic? Is it fantastic? <laughs> there, you can see. You saw them. I can take you back for you to see them well. Well, they kept telling us, when they reach here, then these people will talk. They knew, I mean, I don't even know how they know, but they, they seem to know. They, say, they, seem, they seem to know. They seem to know a lot. And not just know, but they seem to understand a lot of things. But... What they needed to have, they don't have it. It's like, it's like people who have a lot to say in different types of sports. You see, there are people who, are, who can really, they can really talk. But they can't, they can't play. 
Yes. You can see football pundits. They can really talk, analyze, show where the gaps are, show where somebody should have crossed the ball from, show where somebody should have been. But they can't play, they can't play anything. They can't play, they can't coach. They can really, I mean, they are, when it gets to commentary, they're really good at commentary. They can talk, they can analyze, but they can't, they, they themselves, what they're analyzing, they can't do it. And the coach they are criticizing, they can't do what he's doing too. Some of, some of them, some of the um, um, football punters I know, they've been sacked. They didn't last, they started, they were sacked. But you should see them passionately criticizing other people. Meanwhile, they are, they are real failures at what the person that they are criticizing is doing. They have failed. I saw one of them talking recently. He said, me, I've been sacked twice. <laughs> it, was, it was very sad. That's what he said, me, I've been sacked twice. You have been sacked twice. It's like, I can't, I can't really do it. So I feel they should be patient with this man. Because he said, he said, me, I've been sacked twice. I don't know how many times you've tried starting a church that you didn't work. I don't know how long you've been at a church that is, it, it, it's not changing. I don't know how long you've been, you've been with a fellowship, with a basenta, with a choir. Even, maybe even ashes, grow ashes. Ashes are not growing. It's not, it's, it's not easy. But you will see that. But we have something to say. All the time. All the time. We have, we have things to say. Somebody said many years ago that observers are worried. <laughs> yeah. Usually people who are not involved in things, have, they have a lot. When you see someone who has a lot of things to say, it means that that person is actually not doing it much. That's what somebody also wrote a long time ago that uh, empty barrels make the most noise. You've heard that one too, isn't it? You've heard observers are worried. You've heard empty barrels. Yes. And you've also heard Rolling Stone. Yeah, okay. There are a lot of things that you... You, see, you know a lot of things. <laughs> You know a lot of things. I just proved to you that you know a lot of things. You know a lot of things. You understand a lot of things. I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing that these people know that there, there was a spirit on Elijah, and they were not interested in the spirit that was on Elijah. And they were not interested in getting that spirit that was on Elijah. But somebody has followed Elijah from Gilgal, from Gilgal through Bethel. Through Jericho to Jordan, he has followed him, followed him eagerly. It was after they had crossed Jordan that he was asked that, but you are told, what do you want? What, what do you want? Why, why, are you, why, why are you walking around me like, what, what do you want? They said, no, I want, I want a double portion. I want a double portion of what you have. I really want it. If I could get it, I'll be very happy. And then he was told, what you are asking for is difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult. It's a very, very difficult thing. 
days, I laugh when people say that uh, ministry is difficult. I laugh. And sometimes I tell, I tell them, someone was telling me, uh, I think just last week, that it's really dis- difficult. They said, well, Bishop, it's very, very difficult. I just responded and said, but who said it's easy? Yeah. So it's like now you have, you have even discovered the first thing. You are, you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are like, you are like on the first floor. And you are going to about the 2,000th floor. And you, you, you see, the first, the first floor will tell you that it is, it is difficult. It's a, good, it's a good thing to discover. Because as this person was, was talking, I said, it's very difficult. And I, kept, I remember I kept saying, who said it's easy? They say it's, it's very difficult. I say, who said it's easy? I don't know why you thought it's easy. It has, it, has never, it has never been easy. 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 One of the things I don't like is when somebody writes an exam and comes out of the exam room and says that it was very easy. I usually get worried for the person. I usually get worried. I usually get worried. I prefer those who will say that it was, I mean, I was able to do it, but they can identify the tricks and the things in it. They are, they are, they are different people than those who just can't say, it was, it was easy. It's like they can't even see the dangers of the exercise. It's like it was easy. I prefer those who have been able to do it. That we were able to do, we were able to answer everything, finish on time, go over, do everything. It's like I was able to do it, but look, it wasn't so easy. That you see someone else who has done the same thing, say, go, it was easy. It was, I mean, no be anything. Unless you're a sanguine and that's how you generally talk. I mean, then now we can accept it. But if you are not, and you can't see the diffi- a difficult thing looks easy for you, then we, are, then we, then we have a problem. Then we have a problem. So, so you see, um, Elisha is actually showing us, is actually showing us something that it is a hard thing. It is a hard thing to achieve and to attain to good things in this life. It is a hard thing. And perhaps, and perhaps when it gets to, and I'm talking about ministry, I'm talking about ministry, Tuesday night, everything's about ministry. So anybody who is involved in the ministry up to a certain level or anybody involved in the ministry, let me say this one first. Anybody involved in the ministry should know that you are engaged and involved in a very difficult course to see real fruits, real achievements, great fruits, great harvest in what you are doing, you should know that you are pursuing a very difficult course. You see, there are some courses that are difficult. There are courses that are difficult. And there are courses that are easier. Medicine is difficult. It's more difficult than maths. It's more difficult than English. It's more difficult than doing chemistry. It's, it's more difficult than doing any of those single, single su- subjects. It's more, it's more difficult than doing tourism or hospitality or spoon cleaning. 
or photography or plumbing. It's far, it's far more difficult. Law is difficult. To become a barrister, even to get the first degree law, it's difficult. There are some universities that make you feel like it's easy. Yeah. So when you, when you take, because law, law is like English. First degree law is like you've just done English or you've done, you just have a degree. But you will see that there are some universities, by the time you are finishing there, you know that you haven't finished. Right from day one, when you enter into that atmosphere, you will know that you have picked something very difficult. There are other universities who also do the same thing. So even their, even their requirements to enter is different. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's even different. But you see that the ones that higher grades to enter, when you enter, when you enter, you enter into, even before, before the person enters, even from the house, you say the person is stressed. Uh-huh. And the others who, from the house, they feel like they're going for a party. It's like, it's like I'm free from my parents. Freedom has come. So there are some things in this life that are difficult. One of them is a ministry. Now, the second thing I want to say is that anybody doing a difficult thing as a volunteer, in UD, what we call a volunteer is a lay person. Anybody doing on lay basis should know, is it you should know that you are not very serious about it. Yes. Anyone who has settled, you, see, you have settled there that I'm a volunteer for this thing. I mean, if, if, you, if you're a volunteer pilot, are you a serious pilot? It's somebody's work that he does every day. He, he, from when he wakes up, his first flight out is 7 a.m. He goes, comes, goes, comes, goes. And so, some, of, some of them, you see, they go maybe short trips to Brussels or to Paris or to Amsterdam. They go like that. They go, they come, go there in a day. They go, they do several trips. And then you, you say, yeah, volunteer. If you need anybody on a weekend or something, you can call me. And you say, you are the same, you are, you are like the same. I mean, you are like, 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 for instance, like a teacher. A teacher who is... Uh, they are volunteer teachers, isn't it? They call them what? Supply. Why do they use the word supply? Why, why do they use the word supply? Does anybody know why they use the word supply? Supply, supply. Teacher. I, I don't understand. Supply. Okay. So, so they call what? Supply teachers. Okay, supply. Cover. Okay, cover. <laughs> So you that you are covering, see, the covering people, the supply people, they finish, I'm sure they finish school at the second and then out. The person that is his profession, when school finishes at 3 o'clock, 3.30, they they can't leave at 3.30. They don't leave at 3.30. They are there. 
They are there. I don't even know what time they leave. They are there. You see, because it's his work. He's gone to work. And also, they are the ones that also are paid during summer break. Even though there is no school, they are paid. Uh-huh. They are paid. Supply, is supply paid joint? <laughs> yes. Nobody thinks about you. Now, for the supply person to earn during summer breaks, he needs an extra effort to arrange other things, to do other things to earn something. So every volunteer, every volunteer, every volunteer pastor should know that you have fallen short. The thing is difficult already. It's, diffi- it's even difficult for those who claim that they are professional pa- pastors or professional ministers. It's difficult for them. It's difficult. Look at Elisha. He took it full time. He had no work. He had to go and sell his business, sell everything and he had come. And he's been told that it is a hard thing. Even as a professional, even as a professional, it's a difficult thing. Then a volunteer. So when volunteers start telling themselves lies of how good they are, how powerful they are, how... um, I don't know what the word is, but when volunteers begin to behave like the supply teacher is behaving like he taught the class from nursery. He has been with them from nursery. All the way, he has prepared them for GCSE. Then you are deluded. Won't you think that 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 supply teacher has a mental problem? covered for a couple of weeks because the main teacher was pregnant. It is too close for comfort. It's only a sincere person who will say it's too close. It's, I also know what I'm saying. It's not comfortable. Because I pastor a church full of uh, volunteer pastors. So it's like, ah, do you mean all this we've been doing all these years? I'm not saying it's nothing. It is something, but up to a point. You have decided, I'll go this far. I'll only go this far. I'll only go this far. You see, I've worked, I've worked when I was, I was a, a lay pastor, when you, you go to work, that's not permanent. We're, we're called temps. Temp, we're temping. It means I'm there for a while. I always remember anytime I was in a place where I didn't have like a full-time contract, I was a temp. My attitude was different from the others. I don't care about what has not been finished. I don't care about it. I mean, I actually didn't care. All my full-time jobs, I'll get, I'll get to work minimum 30 minutes before work. Minimum. Usually an hour before. Minimum 30 minutes. And I'll leave way later after work, way later. But temping, 
I arrive on, if it's nine o'clock, nine o'clock, ta-da, I'm here. By quarter to five, no, no, by quarter to five, I'm in the washroom, I need to go and wee-wee first and wash my hands. You see, I've started, it means I've started rounding up. Do, do you also do that? Okay, yes. Because I've, I've gone, I'm, I'm going to round up, you know, I've started rounding up. And I'm not in a hurry, so you, see, I, you stroll into the washroom, you stroll back, you come and say that you start turning off your computer, they start, uh, if you can't find much to do, say that, that you make yourself a cup of tea, that you will not finish drinking, you leave it on the desk and come and meet in the following morning that you wash your cup. I mean, different, slow, gradual things to wrap up. Because, hey, work is finished or it's not finished, I'll get paid. I'm paid weekly. Weekly, weekly. At the end of the week, I just check. It has come in. That's how, that's how volunteers are generally. And I'm explaining to volunteers who perhaps are not aware that they have that attitude. That that's the attitude you have. That's why you have certain results. Yes, because you are a volunteer. When I was, when I, 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 I'm in a place where I have full-time contract. I know some of the workers, when they are talking about the temps, they don't even say, they, 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 they used to call, I, can't, I think I can't say it. They used to use the, ble, the B word. B word temp. That's how they used to refer to them. It's like, this guy is a B, it's a B temp. Yeah. B temp. It's of no use. It's like, don't worry us. When we are busy sweating, stressing. They say, look at, look at that B temp now walking in. And it was true. Just that, just that I couldn't say it because I remember when I had been a temp somewhere else. That this, one, this one I also used to come in. Because when you are in a team, you need somebody to be here. And then he is now, he's now strolling at five minutes past nine. And you've been there since eight o'clock. Trying to get things going so that by three o'clock you'd have, been, you'd have closed some things or met some deadlines. It's very painful to work with people who don't come to work on time. Yes. B temps. <laughs> I actually wish I could say it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be volunteers, strolling in when they want. Having like a desical attitude towards the work. I call them flatliners. Do you know flatlines? If you're a doctor or in the medical field, you understand flatline. That is unresponsive. The person is not responsive to anything. When you put the ECG, whatever, on them, you see flatlines. You are either dead in the coma, unresponsive, nothing. Flatliners, flatline shepherds, flatline percenter leaders, flatline, flatline pastors, and totally unresponsive. When you look at their screen, you see green line like that, straight, no life, no life. 
<laughs> Thinking and believing that thing that, oh, it will work anyway. But no, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. It's a very, very hard thing. It's difficult. It's difficult. It's even difficult for the professional. How much more for the beatings? difficult. For the professor, it's a very difficult thing. Very, 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 very difficult thing. I've seen football teams that they said, this one is a fireman, this one is a policeman, this one is this. But I'm not surprised that they're in Division 2. <laughs> yeah, they're all in Division 2. Yes. But they are firemen, policemen, and uh, what? Plumbers, electricians, but they're in a team. You see, they're in a team. They wear football, boots, um, socks, jerseys. They are fixed. Everything. But they're in, they play in Division 2. And they're professionals. They go to work every morning. Or every morning. Sometimes you should hear some of the managers talking about some of the uh, players. Say, this player is very hardworking. Even after the normal training session, he doesn't go home. He spends hours. He, he say that, look, I'm told he spends hours in the gym. That's a professional. Those are you see them coming in cars. Their cars are, are wow. The, 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 B, the B volunteer footballer, he goes, he goes with Oyster card. There are people who are earning 650,000 pounds a week. People who are earning 400,000 pounds a week. All footballers. And the others are also playing football. But their, their, check, their check comes from the um, fire, fire brigade. So where am I going with this? I'm going somewhere. <laughs> I'm going somewhere. I'm actually going somewhere with it. We'll get, we'll get there soon. I'm taking my time. I'm pacing myself. Yes. Can I pace myself? Yeah. Pacing myself. I need, I need us to understand. And I need especially those who are unconsciously, unintentionally deceived. To know that you are a B volunteer. And therefore, already you are capped. It's like, it's like school and doing a reset. When you do a reset, no matter, no matter how well you do, it's capped at 40. You will never get 100. You won't get 100. If you get 100, it's not fair on the person who got 70 in one attempt. Why should you give, give you a second chance and then when you can't say you got 100 and you are smiling? Now everybody should be given two chances. Even those who got 70, when they get the second chance, they will get 150 over 100. Yeah. It's capped. Your decision, your decision, your decision, your decision never to become a professional minister was a decision to cap yourself from ever seeing some things. So, to ever, it's not a curse. 
to break out of that thing, I'm only announcing to you that therefore you need extra effort. Yes. How? When will the fireman be listed amongst the... Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, but ba, ba something. Balandor, yes. When would, you, when would they ever be listed amongst it? When? He needs some extra. There has to be something special about you. Something special, some special effort. Maybe when you close from work at 6 p.m., you have to find some gym somewhere, some football park somewhere to go and practice before you ever break out and break through and appear there. Otherwise, you'll be deceiving yourself with things that are meaningless and thinking that now I have, I have arrived. I have achieved it. But long time ago, you made a decision. Long time ago, you made a decision. I don't know whether Sister Philippa will allow me to say this. But many years ago, many years ago, then she was a lay pastor. And I told her that my dear sister, I don't have any vacancy to employ or want you to come for time or anything. There's nothing like that. But my dear sister, to do well as a pastor, as a, a B volunteer pastor, or a, a B-lay pastor to do well, you need to have the heart, the heart of a full-timer. Otherwise, you will never do well. You will never cross through certain lines. Your heart, do you understand, means that you must not have an aversion towards full-time or a hatred. I don't like this thing. You must like it and even discover that you won't get Yes. Because it's your heart. Your heart has to say that, look, I like this thing. Will I ever get the chance? That is how you will do well. If you attempt, you want, you, want, you, want, you want to get the eyes of your supervisors or managers or whatever, then you must have the heart of a full-timer there to impress them. You have to impress them. Then they'll say, we like this guy. We like this guy. We'll be interested in this guy. Yeah. Reason I was speaking to one of the young boys. Because I noticed some signs about him. You see, soon he'll be 30. Then he'll be 35. Then he'll be 40. And he'll be drowned. So I, was advi- I said, look. I said, look, I don't even have, I said, I promise you, I don't even have, I've never even dreamt of ever even employing you. But I can see how you are resigned that this thing called full time, this is called real, you see, the real mission and the, and the sacrifice, I won't do it. I said, you are harming yourself. You are harming yourself. You are really, you are doing great harm to yourself. So just a few days ago, he came to me and said that all the things I've been telling him is true. But his father, he said, my father is the one who advised me that this full-time thing, be very careful about it. 
He said, that is what has affected him to today. And I told him that I knew, I know that somebody has advised you. But you will harm yourself. Everybody will overtake you. You become like one of these 50 guys. Everybody will overtake you. Everybody will overtake you. Everybody will pass you by. And you will discover the real thing to do ministry. You don't have it. You have something out there, but you don't have the real thing to break out and to break forth. You start, you don't have it. So you are there, but you don't have the real things. Because you are not serious with it. Nobody is in a hurry to pay nobody. But your heart, you have to resign at the heart. Give up at the heart. Young people, are you here? Yes. I, I actually wish I could move the pulpit to the back and tell all of you to, so, so I can talk to the new people. The new and the younger ones. Yeah. Because you are the ones who have to understand what I'm saying. That if your heart, if you lock your heart, or you begin to idolize the wrong personalities, you are doomed. You are doomed. You are finished. You are finished. If you don't see what you have to see, and you don't see it early, The Bible says that. The Bible says that who, the, the person who is laboring must eat from what he's laboring from. How can, how, can, how can you work in BT? How can you work in BT and Sainsbury's will pay you? <laughs> so there's something wrong. There's something wrong. There's something very wrong. With that, with that option, that option of that option of I won't go all out for God. There's something wrong with it. There's everything wrong with it. That option, I'm not going all out for God. I won't go all out for God. There's something wrong with it. All of all of them, all of them that you see in suits, in shoes, look mighty with titles, call reverence, lady reverend. Lady pastor, all of them are capped like recent students. 40. It will take something extra for them to break through the roof. Yeah, it will take something extra. If they can organize that extra thing, they will do well. Yeah. Otherwise, you see, they are not doing well, but they look big. They have a big presentation. In their, in, their average, in their average life. What they have is average, but they will look big and carry themselves big. And sell themselves big. Yeah. When they are average, big with 70 members, big with 40, Big with 120. Big. 
And because you've also not seen anything bigger, you feel, you feel that's the biggest you can ever see. Big. Doing big things. Behaving like T.D. Jakes. Carry, carrying themselves carrying themselves like Bishop Dag. Asking for things. Requesting for things. Arranging things. It's like, um, have this. Have, be, be volunteers. Be volunteers. Demanding things that professionals must demand. Be volunteers. <laughs> anyway, you are still wondering, where am I going? I'm still going here. Thou hast asked a hard thing. A hard thing. A hard thing. The thing you've asked is a hard thing. Yeah, it's a hard thing. That thing, that thing, that thing to do well, it's a hard thing. It's not an easy thing. When you think it's easy, it means you don't respect it. You don't respect it. Yeah, you don't respect, you don't, you don't respect, you don't respect the people who do it as professional. You don't respect them either. Because you, you see, anything, anything that is done in the, at the professional level, there are always people who do it as Supply, hobby, yes, hobby. There are always people who do it as a hobby. I play golf as a hobby. In the past two years, my, my, my score has never improved. Because it's a hobby. I don't even care. I don't even care. I don't even care. I can say at least, for at least the last two years, my score hasn't improved. There was a particular year that it greatly improved because I, I said I'm serious about this and that it improved. For the past few years, I don't care. I don't even care. Ooh, I don't care at all. It's a hobby. I'm not Tiger Woods. I'm not aiming for my 15th major. It's not my profession. They have it as a profession. There's a difference between me and them. I can't deceive... Yesterday, I was on a golf course. I met this, uh, this guy. When he saw me, he just shouted, Hey, Tiger, how you doing? Tiger, on the course, shouting aloud, Tiger. All he was trying to say is, black man. That's all he was saying. It wasn't, it wasn't a compliment. He was just, hey, black man, hey, black man. Just that he's my friend, I would have just said, why don't, why do you might as well, why don't you just say what you really want to say? That like, hey, black man, you are here. Yeah. That's all he wanted to say. He said, hey, tiger. Tiger? I'm nowhere near tiger. I'm nowhere near tiger. Tiger? I have to tell myself, I'm not tiger. I have to tell myself, I am not tiger. No matter the number of times that you see me here, I don't do this thing for a living. I am not, I am not that serious about it. I am not that serious about it. I have to tell myself. Others are calling me tiger. I can immediately say that, look, you don't know I'm tiger, eh? I'm tiger. I start receiving the, you know, they have a way of shaking their, yeah. Tiger. I have to, I see shouting, hey, Tiger. I'm not tiger. I'm nowhere near tiger. There's nothing tiger about me. 
There's nothing tiger about me. Let me walk on this course quietly and, and go. After a few holes, I was bored and I left. I didn't even play nine holes. I got bored. Tiger doesn't get bored. I got bored, picked up my ball, put it in my pocket, and went and sat in my car and drove off. Is that Tiger? <laughs> you don't know Tiger. <laughs> you don't know what Tiger does. Yeah. They play 18 holes for four days back to back in the competition. 18, each day 18. For four days. 18 times 4, you can see. And they look fit and strong and determined. Mentally strong. Everything determined. Checking, playing. Me, Richard, I should go and play 18 holes. If it one day, I'll not, if it nine holes, I won't play. Few holes and I start thinking about church growth. I say, look, I'm going. <laughs> let, me, let, let, let me go and do what, what I, I'm called to do. Let me go and do what I'm called to do. I walk, I, walk on the, I walk on the golf course to have, to have church growth meetings and church meetings. I don't even care whether my ball has gone left or right. No, no, that's not why I'm there. When I'm, when I'm alone, when I'm alone, you see that I'm on the phone. And I'll tell people that, look, people are coming. Keep quiet, keep quiet. People are coming. So I can look serious. People are coming. When they go, I just, uh, yes, you were saying. They said what? I'm having meetings. I'm having meetings and discussions. It is my hobby. I don't know whether there's a word like hobbyist. Then I'm a bee hobbyist on the course. Can you imagine me calling Sky, CNN, BBC that come and film me? I'm, I'm there. It's my hobby. I say, come, come. It's like all the things that belong to professionals, it should be applied to me. I need, I need a sponsor. I'm calling Adidas. Will you sponsor me? I think I'm mentally unwell. Adidas. Nike. Having TV interviews. We were asked, they are taking, as they are taking the pictures... My mind is on church growth. Before, before I realize the interview, I'm saying hallelujah. <laughs> I'm saying hallelujah. I'm saying amen. Before they start, before I'm saying, let's pray before we start. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. That's why you see a, a typical volunteer you have. A church event, there's no altar call. Because that's him. The aim is not, it's not souls. It's just let me do something. Yeah. Or there will be nothing that's done at all. Yeah. Look, my point is that before you fall asleep on me, my point is that it is a hard thing. It is a hard thing. It's a hard thing. So, volunteer or professional, it applies. It applies to you. It's a difficult thing.
very, very, very difficult. The fact that, the fact that you're a volunteer doesn't mean that it's become any easier or, or your standard is lower. No, it's the same standard. It's hard. It's hard for me to be hard for you. I've been a teacher before for national service. <laughs> you see, you are laughing. You see, you are laughing. You see, you are laughing. And people have done PGC. And I'm walking here and say, I've been a teacher before. But I've been a teacher before. I've been a teacher before. I've taken a math class and a science class. Yes. But for national service. <laughs> but do you know what happened to me in that school? The teachers take turns to run assembly. So when it got to my turn, everybody there, headmaster, everybody, all the staff and the students, I stood in the hall. <laughs> Preach like it was a convention. <laughs> yes. I didn't plan to. I didn't plan to. But what is in my heart is what came out. Yes. I preached from, I preached from the book of Acts. What must I do to be saved? Do you remember that verse? That was my verse for assembly. That was my verse for assembly. As a math teacher, I'm known as a math teacher. And I wasn't closing. <laughs> what you are thinking happened is what happened. That was the last time I was ever uh, put on rotor to do assembly. Every class I entered that day, the students were shaken. When I, I finished the lesson, all those who came to me, they didn't come to ask me about what I've taught. They said, so what should I do to be saved? We want to be saved. We would like to be saved. Yes! Yeah. Those are the questions they came to ask me. In the northern region of Ghana, where 99% of people are Muslims, some say, look, I like to be, but I'll be disowned. I said, it doesn't matter. Give your life to Christ now. Say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Yes. Math teacher. Math teacher. Math teacher. But what is in my heart is coming out. I was doing what was in my heart. So you have to be, you see, you have to know. When you choose, you see, that is, that is why I'll say to anybody I love and I care about, uh, as a volunteer, release your heart. Release your heart. Release your heart. Nobody has a stack of, I have vacancies or a stack of money that I want to share. No, 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 no. Your heart. So that you will do better. Your heart. Your heart. Your heart. Your heart. You've done first aid course. 
And he said, we should give you a helicopter for emergencies. And he did first aid course. First aid. First aid. That's what you did. First aid. About the green box. You know, you know how to use plaster. And you are, ask, you are asking for a helicopter. Yes. To move. For emergencies. They should, they should, give, they should give you a helicopter. You should come and park a helicopter on top of your house. So for any emergency anywhere in the country you would like to come, you will sit in it and move. They should give you, and they should give you a pilot on standby. To fly you, to fly you to anywhere there's a problem. And you defend your first aid. Do you know first aid? It's four hours. I don't even know how long. Four hours. Four hours that you finished. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't decide that, but I'm sorry. <laughs> four hours. He said, we should give you a helicopter. Fly to crash sites and scenes. They say, "Well, yes." Who are you? I have, I have a, a, a what certificate in first aid, and you are coming. Check if your neighbors is closing their eyes. Check, check. Tell them maybe the pastor saw you. Yes, he did. Yes. He saw you. You are the reason why he said it. <laughs> yes. So it's a hard thing. What Elijah was asking was a hard thing. So if it's a hard thing, then you want to get it that you must have a corresponding attitude to get that thing. Yes. And since I'm speaking to a lot of volunteers, that, that's why I started from very far to explain it to you. It's a hard thing. And already you've capped yourself off. You've capped yourself. Not, you see, naturally you won't do well. Or you won't do very well. But by the grace of God, you'll do well. I'm explaining to you that logically, logically, naturally, you won't do well. Yes. You will do well by the grace of God and by the power of God. Yes, you will break through. But logically, logically, thinking about it. No, you're capped. You're capped. You're capped. You, you even see the things that you sacrifice for and the things that you really value and the things that you die for and the things that you are not willing to, to part with. It's money. Because that's your aim. Your aim is not souls. It's easier for me to part with money than a lot of you. It's easier. Far easier. I don't think much about money to part with money. But I think a lot about souls. I will not easily part with souls. If after this sermon you said, hey, I came to call you a, a B, I almost said the real word, a B, I came to call you a B volunteer, so you are offended, I'll beg you. You, you will discover how I value you and how I like you. 
you more than I value um, um, pounds. Oh, far more, far more, far more. But you value money more than you value other things. Because that's what you are living for. That's what you are working for. That's what you are toiling for. Psalm 63. I can start my sermon now, isn't it? And, and continue next week. Okay. So I'll start my sermon now. The corresponding attitude for the difficult thing. So, verse 1 says, that, Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. How many of you will see God early? My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. How many of you are longing for the Lord? Longing to know him. Longing to serve him. Longing to live for him. Okay. To see thy power and thy glory. May you see his power and his glory. I want to see his power and his glory. I want to see his power and his glory. I want to see his power and his glory. I watch every single crusade with admiration, with the thirst, with the hunger. Because I can see someone in front of me. I can see far ahead of far. I mean, it's, if I use my natural mind, it's almost impossible to even do what he's doing. It's like, it's, for me, it's impossible. Far, but admired to see thy power and thy glory. Yeah. A dream. A dream. A dream of the day that I'll stand on a stage. And I'll say, Marcella, Andrew, give it all you have. <laughs> Sing the song. And I'll look at someone else and say, what's the miracle? What's the, give, tell us about the miracle. I dream about it. To see thy glory and thy power. Dream about it. It's a dream. It's a dream. I don't dream about working in the city. No. No. No, 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 I don't dream about living in a mansion. No, 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 no. It doesn't affect me. Just it doesn't affect me. It doesn't. I don't salivate over it. Yeah. To see. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Verse 4. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Thank you, Jesus. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, because thou hast been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul, 
my soul. My soul. My soul. Something deep within. My soul followeth hard after thee. Hard after thee. My soul. My soul. My soul. My soul. Followeth hard. Because it's a hard thing. So the corresponding attitude is to follow it hard. 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 To follow it hard. Hard. Not like volunteers. Not like normal, natural volunteers. And temps. And locums. And supply. But to follow it hard. Hard. Because it is not an easy thing. It is not an easy thing. It is not an easy thing. So if you are going to get it, you follow after it hard. But you have followed after other things hard. Have you not followed after other things hard? Hard. Hard. Some of you have followed men hard. Oh, yes. Hard. You followed men hard. You pursued him. You pursued him till he married you. He thought, he thought, even, even at the wedding, as he was uh, responding to the toast, thing, you were even laughing at him in your head. That you, you came after me. I said, I came for you. Hard. I mean, hard. Hard. My soul. My soul. My soul. My soul. My soul. Followeth. Hard after thee. You know, it's my prayer. It's my prayer. And from my teachings, from the teachings on Tuesday night, if God will give us opportunity to hear all and see all, is that we shall be turned into an army of hard followers. Hard followers. Hard followers. Yes. That in the UK will become an army of hard. Master Seed will be an army of hard followers. Pressing through. Pressing. That it will be difficult to tell between the professionals and the, and the volunteers. You, you have to close that gap. Close that gap. In real things, in real things, not, not in fake things and unnecessary things. Because sometimes some of the requests some of you ask, some of you pass all the requests you make, I can see that you don't understand your job. Because you are not a professional. You don't understand your, you, you don't understand, you don't know what is relevant and what is important. What is relevant, not even important, relevant. What, what will make you, you. It will make you break through. You don't even know it. You don't even know it. You don't even know it. There's just some of you who, you have wives who influence you. It's a very dangerous thing. I won't, I won't, I won't hide it from It's a very dangerous thing. That your wife is a major influence in the church and in your life. It's a very dangerous thing. Very, very, very dangerous. Yeah. Very, very dangerous, extremely dangerous. 
your wife can derail you easily. And there are scriptures. You know, Bishop, why are you saying that? There are scriptures. Don't waste my time. There are scriptures. Don't waste my time. Too. Maybe another time I'll show you all. I'll show you all. I'll, I'll, I'll start from, it was Eve that was deceived and not Adam. Yeah. A lot of the wives are deceived. Deceived and power drunk. They are power drunk. Ladies like power, you know. You may not know. Ladies, like, they love power. They love power. They love recognition. One day someone met a, 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 a pastor's wife in town. And I said, what, what, what are you doing? He says, I'm shopping. With glee. She was, it wasn't Christmas. It wasn't Easter. It wasn't her birthday. He said, what, what are you shopping for? He said, hey, my husband has been transferred. So we are, go- so we are going to a new church. I have, I have to arrive with new clothes. New clothes and new things. I'm telling you, that, that's what she was. That was the, it's like, it's like I'm arrived. It's like a new first lady is coming. Meanwhile, the husband is sitting at home with running tummy. Praying for God that, oh God, help me. Help me for this new mission. Help me on this new mission. She is shopping. She is shopping. When you enter the church, you are going to introduce her to the church as mommy. This is a new mother to counsel people. Another one was transferred once. When, 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 she, when she arrived, she, became, she, came with, she came with her, I don't know what they call it. <clears throat> she came with someone who carries her bag. So as we are in the church, sitting out, I appreciate it. When she gets up like this, when Madame gets up to go, then she follows. Come on, follow. Where's my bag? Come, come with my bag. Then she follows. This, this is a pastor's wise bag. She has to follow with it, with her bag. Come with her bag. Hi, everybody here. Yes, a bag. Bag carrier. She came with a bag carrier. Be volunteer with her. This, thing. this is it. This, this ministry. This is the definition of ministry. This is the definition of ministry. Yeah, carry bag. Bag carrier. Sit down. These are the irrelevant things. Yes. And you say, guys, if you don't correct it, you're the ones who will be destroyed. Not me. Not me. You're the ones who will be destroyed. If you don't turn that empty, that empty-headed beauty, you don't turn her head and talk sense into her coconut head, the watermelon head, for her to be serious with God and value real things, you will be derailed. You will be derailed. You will be affected. That airbag, that airbag, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't fill it with wisdom, that airbag, that wat- watermelon, watermelon, Watching it, the bike carrier. 
shopping, we've been transferred to the shop. <laughs> when I get there, they should see. I can't go with any of my old clothes. I have to come with new clothes. Mommy. 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 With 25 members. 25 members. Mommy has come, 25 members. The pastor called for a meeting. The pastor called for a meeting. Called for a meeting. When the uh, pastor's wife arrived, there's bad carrier who has also come. So the pastor has to ask, ah, who is this? Who is this? Who is this? I mean, it's like, who, it's like how does this person fit into a pastor's meeting? Yes, how does this person fit in? I've called for a pastor's meeting. This girl has come with your bag on her lap. How does she fit into my meeting? The pastor had to ask, how does she fit into the meeting? You thought I'm making up stories. Do I look like a writer of uh, fiction? <laughs> I tell you things that have happened. Things that have happened. With, to men with no spine. Men with no strength. Men with no conviction. Men with no understanding of what their calling is and what they stand for. You think beauty is anointing? The Bible says beauty is vain. I'm sorry. It's vain. It's useless. It's useless. It's useless. I went for a wedding the other day. When I was going to a wedding, I was telling myself, today I'm going to see a display of makeup. Mad, mad on their faces. Yes. Mad on their faces. And I entered. When I, when I, when I entered the hall, I was given the chance to stand there and to look at them. As well as look, I just looked. I said, look at them. They have come. I just look at them. I just, I just, I just stood there and I looked to my left. I looked, a sea of them mad on their faces, mad, <laughs> including the bride. If I had the chance, if I get the chance, I'll tell the bride that you look a thousand times more beautiful the last time I saw you on a Sunday after church than what you did on your wedding day. A thousand times, thousand times more beautiful, thousand times thousand times than that mat that somebody collected and put on your face. You look, at, you, look, you look so beautiful the last time I saw the last time I saw on the Sunday afternoon with even sweat patches on your face. You look so beautiful than what they did to you. My soul. My soul. My soul. My soul. Follow it. Are we going to become hard followers? Hard. 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 What does it mean to follow hard? Number one. Now you can write. Number one, to follow hard. What it means, isn't it? It means to follow hard until you feel its presence. 
if you are following hard, it means you follow hard until you feel its presence. If I'm following hard for anointing for church growth, it means I have to follow it hard until I feel, I feel the presence of growth in the church. Yeah. Otherwise, it means that I'm far because the thing is there. If I'm following hard after anointing for miracles, it means I have to follow it hard until I begin to see miracles in my ministry. Yeah. I see you feel its presence. The thing is there. The thing is there. When you feel something's presence, it means that the thing is within striking distance. Yeah. It only means that if you stretch your hand, you can touch it. When you are sharing bed with someone, don't you feel that the person is there? How many of you have, how many of you have shared bed with someone? <laughs> don't lift up your heart. It's okay. It's okay. So I didn't realize what I was asking. It's okay. I just realized what I was asking. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this one said, don't answer one. Don't answer. But if you are used to sharing bed with someone, a person is not there, you see the difference. You notice the difference that there's, no, there's nobody here today. Yes, there's nobody here today. But if Presence that you feel the presence. Even in a house, even in a house, forget about bed, forget about bed, you are thinking too much. Forget about bed. In a house, you see, in a house, if you're in a house with people or even with somebody and the person is not there, you feel the person's house. You feel, I'm here alone, there's nobody here. There's nobody here. There's nobody here. The life goes in cycles. So you discover that all your children are not in the house. You've come back to square. You've come back to where as you, be, as you started. Yes. So you've come back to where you started from. Yeah. Yeah. Within about 20 years, you will see that ah, now it's just the two of you. Like when you started. So this, this is how we started. It's just us. It's just us. It's like we started life. Then you will feel the absence of the children. You will feel them. Where are they? They would have been here. This one will be passing here. This one will be talking here. This one will be doing this. You'll be shouting at this one. But there's nobody to shout at. You guess we say there's nobody to shout at. The house is full of respect. <laughs> respect. Respect for each other. Yeah, it's like a retreat camp. You just sit there, you chat. You chat, you sleep, you wake up, you eat, you chat, you sleep, you wake up, you eat. That's all. That's all that there is. When the children miss you, they'll call you. When they haven't missed you, that is it. Forget it. Yes. Even the name they'll WhatsApp. When they miss you, they'll call. It's a cycle. Cycles. You understand why people like grandchildren. Yes, because it's like, it's like, the next thing now is you need someone to spoil and to pamper. You need someone to come around. 
Yes. <laughs> you are spoiling the message. I'm talking about presence. Until you feel the presence. Number two. To follow hard means to try to find out more about something. More about something. Number three. So you see, you need to find out more. More about Basenta. More about anointing. More about church growth. More about ministry work. More, more than what you know. More than what you know. Don't tell yourself you know. Those who think they know, according to the Bible, know nothing. They know nothing. Those who think they know. Those who think they've arrived. They know nothing. You have to find out more. When you're following hard, you find out more. Anytime you see someone who is not interested in something, you know, you know, you know how far the person will go. This person is not interested. You know, these people are not interested. They are not interested. They were interested in appointment. But after that, they are not interested in anything again. If you're not careful, they'll even argue with you. They'll even get angry with you. When you try to do something, they'll get irritated because they feel they feel they know, but they know nothing. A professional is taking decisions about the church. If you a B volunteer, you have an opinion. Yeah, a professional. A professional is making decisions. A professional coach, manager is deciding who to play where. Then you. A failure in that job. You are coming to run commentary. A professional, this is his job. This is what he's paid for. This is what he's been with. This is what he's done. I remember joined the attempt to impeach President Clinton. How many of you remember that? Just a few of you. He attempted because he tried to do or he did whatever it was. What those who were trying to impeach him were also doing, but they've not been caught. Uh-huh. But at the end of everything, around everything, 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 his biographer, someone wrote, he wrote and said that, he said that if there's anything that President Clinton knows how to do, it's to be, it is to be a president. So it's like, in other words, you cannot easily kick him out. You can't easily throw him with his mistakes. With it. He said, if there's anything he knows how to do, it's to be a president. All his life has been his dream. All his life has been his dream. That's all he's done. Won elections for two terms. That's, I mean, that's the person's mind and strength. It will not be easy to use one mistake to throw him out. You know, it, it, it won't be that easy. It won't be that easy. Oh, he's, that's all. He's, he's, he's gone deep into it. Deep. That's his profession. That's his job. That's his work. When you are a volunteer, respect those who are professionals. Respect it. 
I respect, I, I respect golfers. I respect them. Because it's hard to, to even touch the ball. It's hard. Every time they touch the ball, we don't touch it every time. Every time you see the ball go straight far. You do it from here to here like old, old man, old man golfing. Here to here, here to here, here to here. They see those who don't play, they start talking. They talk a lot. They tell you, in 1970, this person did this. In 1972, the writer captains, they have history. They are like those prophets, the sons of the prophets. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, do you, do you know what this thing that you did is called slice? <laughs> do you know how to kill your slice? Commentary. Do you know that what you have is called the spirit of Elijah? You have the spirit of Elijah. Spirit of Elijah. How many meanings do you have? Oh, why two? Three. You have three. Why are you arguing? How many do you have? Two or three? Okay, I'm closing. Four. Okay, three. To make efforts over a long period of time. To make efforts over a long period of time. Do you want to achieve things in short periods? Long. Long. Volunteers, are you here? Volunteer army, are you here? Long. You need long period. Long period. For the professional, it's long period. For you, it's also long. Long period. Long. 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 And you know what? Young, younger people, let me tell you something. Younger people unappointed people, people with no title yet. Or, let me tell you something. Don't miss your season or your timing. Yes. Allow yourself to be led throughout. Those upstairs, are you with me? Because look, when you miss your, when you miss your season, you see what happens is that you wake up, you wake up when you are out of season. And then now you try to do things that you should have done 20 years ago. And then you start creating things. But when you are given the chance, you are not serious. You are tapped, you are tapped your mind. You are tapped this thing. I don't like it. Because you are not leadable. We couldn't lead you. We couldn't guide you. We couldn't tell you what to do. We couldn't. We tried. We couldn't. You didn't, be, you didn't believe us. You didn't believe us. Yeah, you didn't believe us. You didn't believe the teachings. You didn't believe the preaching. So you chose what you chose. Yeah. Effort over long. Number four. To carry out something to its logical conclusion. Hmm. Number five. To pursue something in order to catch it. May you catch an anointing. Yeah. Pursue an anointing till you catch it. Is it usually in your season? Usually in your season. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me or you're writing? Which one? Usually in your season, you don't understand a lot of things. Yeah. Like marriage. That usually the time to marry, it's, it does the right time to marry, but you, you don't know a lot about marriage. Watch those who want to marry later. 
it's very difficult for them to marry. Because they know too much. So they don't have the faith. It takes faith to marry. Yeah, you need faith. And therefore you need to be younger and fresher and zealous and faith to do it. Yes. That's your season. In your season, not that you are an idiot or airhead, but you don't know much. You don't know much about what you are doing. You don't know much about it. So you have to go for it. That's why we do counseling. That's why you have pastors. So you see, your pastors will tell them, it is good. Take it. And then you will see, usually you will be saying, he's too short. He's like this. He's like that. She's too fat. She's too small. She's like that. Because you see, it's all, it's all, it's all a good sign of your, of your, of your naivety. But that is where, that's where, that's where, that is where you can be led. That's where you can be led. That's where you can be spoken to. That's where you can be counseled. And that's where you need faith to listen and to receive instruction. That this is good for you. Yes. Because when you get older, you can't be counseled again. You can't be, you can't be advised again. You can't. Even you say, we'll just say, okay. Because you are old. You know everything. You, know, you even know what you want. You even know what is good. So we just say, okay. We just say, okay. When you say, we just say, okay, take it. Because you can't be advised. Because you are actually out of season. Yeah. yeah. You are an old dog. We can't teach you new tricks. You are an old dog. Yeah, you are an old dog. What you know is what you know. Yes, old dog. You are an old dog. You can't be counseled. And when you're a wise leader, a wise pastor, you will know the old dogs from the fresh dogs. When you throw a bone at the old dog, it doesn't pick it. You don't throw any other one. You just say, you just say eat the grass you want to eat. Eat what you want to eat. Because you're an old dog. Look for the new ones and throw and throw the bones and throw the new things. Throw the different types of different types of bones at that one. You see, you see how they'll be swallowing it, catching it. They're even happy. Even after you throw it in there, you say, catch. <laughs> Old dog, you say, put it down before I'll eat. Put it down. <laughs> Pursue something until you catch it. You will catch an anointing. How many do you have now? Five. Okay. Six. To pursue a particular aim or result. And then seven. To follow something in order to overtake it. To follow something in order to overtake it. To overtake it. Yes. That's a hard follower. What's the first definition of a hard follower? To follow hard until you feel its presence. To follow hard until you feel its presence. How can you say you are following someone and you are not where the person is? Or you don't see what the person saw on the way? Yes. If you are following me from this point, from this point, first, first, I'll see Pastor C. So when we reach here, when we reach here, 
I'll ask you, I'll ask you, did you see Reverend Jude? If you didn't see Reverend Jude, that means that you are walking somewhere else. You'll see what I saw. You'll see what I saw. Secondly, secondly, I'll tell that I've reached a junction. Then you'll say, instead of talking about the junction, you'll say that, yes, I can see you. You are in a blue, a blue top with white stripes. Is that what I'm wearing? Is it blue and white stripes? Or white and blue stripes? I'm wearing blue with white stripes. So you see that you can feel my presence. You can feel that I'm around. Before you even discuss the junction. Then I'll ask you, did you see Sister Philippa? You say, yes, yes, I saw Sister Philippa. She was in a light top. I didn't really see Philippa, but she was in a whitish top. Oh, okay, it's gray. Or whatever. But I saw her. Then I'll move on, move on. I said, I said did, you see, did you see Reverend Edmund? Have you seen him? Then you say, oh, yes, I'm right behind you. You are in front of him. That's it. Ah, you are following. You are following. You will see what I see and you will be where I am. You will see what I see. You will see what I see. That's all we can, we can, we can talk about. Bacentes and this. But you can't just say, I'm doing Bacenta. I'll ask you, have you, did you see this on the way? Did you see this? That is where I will know that you are actually on the road. But if you haven't seen it, I can give you, I can give, I can give you, but I have a book of notes on it. I can give you, I can give it to you. It will make no sense to you. Because it's not theories. I ask practical questions about things. Practical. Practical. I ask practical questions about things. I'll say, I've reached this junction. I've seen this. Is this what I'm supposed to see? Oh, yes, that's what you are supposed to see. Move on. Keep moving. Keep moving. You'll see another thing. Then I'll be asked, have you seen this yet? I say, no, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen that yet. That means that either I'm moving too slow or I'm, I'm, I'm of course. You will see what I see and you'll be where I am. Yes, if you're following. If you're following. If you are following, if you are following, you are following hard. What's the second one? Try and find out more about something. These are questions. These are those who ask questions. Those who ask questions. Try and find out more about something. I've left group chats because. I felt the people I was with on that group chat were not interested in what I'm interested in. I felt like I'm a bother. I'm a bother. He said, whilst we are busy doing this, you're always coming up with issues. I've never left my family chat before. Because even when my children are busy, they will come back and say, oh, that is, um, we're here, I was doing this, I was that, I was there. They'll always come and tell what they were doing and then continue the conversation or answer the question. I've never been ignored before. They don't ignore me. They don't ignore me. But I've been ignored on other chats. Like a dog that has just come to back. And we, we heard his back about six hours or so, oh, this dog by now is asleep. No questions. No interest. So I just pack out and say, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Like a puppy who has been shooed off. 
bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. And they don't care. That was what even, that's what even confirms to me even more. Because when I realize that when I go, the place that I have left, when I leave, they don't care. They don't care. Two hoots. Do you know two hoots? When it says in your car today, honk. Boom, boom. That's two hoots. Because when you're driving, someone hoots you. Check what's happening. But you don't care. Two hoots. Boom, boom. You are still doing what you're doing. You see, you don't care. Number three. To do what? To make efforts for a long period of time. Try for a long time. It's a long battle. It's a long battle. It's a long. Those of you who have started saying it, it is not easy. It's a, good, it's a good place. You've arrived at a very good place. Congratulations. Welcome. Welcome on board. Yeah. Congratulations. Number four. To do what? To carry us on to its logical conclusion. That is like follow through. Follow through. Yes. And then number five. To pursue something in order to catch it. How can you say you have caught a bed when there's no bed in your hands? You're looking for a bed. Have a bed in your hands. Have a bed. You went for a bed. Have a bed. Catch it. When you catch it, you will see that you have caught it. And will also see that you have a bed in your hands. Number six. To pursue a particular aim or result. In the secular world, they will tell you that have targets. Uh-huh. Targets. So what's your target? What's your target? If you're a serial shepherd and you have targets, you'll be interested in retention. You will not lose members. You will not, you will not sit there and allow migration from your church. People are migrating. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to to me this evening. May God bless you. May God help you. May God keep you. And may the Lord be your strength. God bless you. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and on Instagram. Have a blessed week. It's risen upon you. Behold the darkness shall cover the earth and cross darkness cover the peace.